Oh, you excited? I'm so excited. You're smiling. I really am so excited. That's cute. Oh my gosh, it's been forever. Yeah, it's been a long Seems time. Like forever. What song is that? I don't know. You made it up to me. No, baby. that's a real song. My beat was totally off. But that's a real song. <laughs> All I know it's been a real long time. That's all I know. Word. But we back. We back. We back. We back. We back. We're back and we're excited. Yeah, we are. We have mics, which is so cool. I think that's... Uh, Techie Shanae thinks it's so cool. Girl, I have had these mics forever. And this is like... I did use them with my mom. Yeah. Me and my mom tried to do a podcast a while back. Yeah. Like maybe four years ago. And then I, I put them away because it just wasn't working. And God told you to save them for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you remind me of my mom every now and again. So. Stop. We talked about this. We talked about I think this, it's okay? funny, though. Okay. Um, shout out to your mom. You're not wrong with your mom. But, yeah. You know. <laughs> um, anywho. So, we were going to do updates, but I think we really wanted to continue our conversation about my favorite movie, which is like, oh my cool. god, um, we went live on Instagram yesterday talking about Love and Basketball because December first it came to Netflix, so we watched <laughs> it on December first. So, <laughs> but you got some old issues with it. It was um, ridiculous. Like it's the I won't say it's the dumbest movie. It's entertaining to watch, but as far as relationship goals, it's a no. No, thank you. It's nothing fairy tale about it. It's very realistic. I'll say that. Um, but I feel like it's all about you know what men want. <laughs> That's why I don't you like know it. How many young black girls base their like the desire to be in love on that movie? That doesn't mean that they should. No, don't. <laughs> right. I think in like even when we were doing the live last night, I love you to death. But she, yo, that's when she's about to say some messed up stuff that will make me like question our relationship. Cringe. No, Tamika loves reality and she likes to talk about what's happening. And that's what we talked about yesterday on the live, like the impact of the movie. And that's great. You know how their childhood affected, you know, their present. And I think my only thing with the movie and what I kept asking yesterday is like, what could they do differently? You know, what could they do better? How can they change their perspective so that they're not stuck in this state where they're just, I don't know, they weren't even trying to meet each other's needs. They're just attracted to each other and they both like basketball. That's it. But you that does not equal love. Done? They could have taken a love language quiz mm-hmm. and then went that way. They could have processed their childhood things because mm-hmm. he had Quincy had stuff going on with his childhood with his dad not being there his mom situation and then Monica had stuff with the way she viewed her mom womanhood and like her introduction to womanhood mm-hmm. looked a lot different so they both could have reviewed that but uh, I think that's the the reason I like reality because we could be like oh they could do all these things that's not the reality of the situation they need to be they needed to be apart mm-hmm. they needed to go their own separate ways, what have you. And they did that. That doesn't mean that they came back the healthiest, but I mean, double or nothing is very, Shut very up. I'm telling you, I'm like, yes, love me double time. You think um, it's cute. I don't think it's cute. I think it's realistic. We, in order to successfully love, I think that everybody needs to unpack their childhood trauma. Everybody needs to unpack their lived experiences and then be able to allow that to shape and influence how they love. But it doesn't have to be the story of how they love. Like she, Monica loved in this very detached way because her mom was so attached. He loved in this very like, 
like, you know, like, I'm the ish kind of way because he saw his dad do that. And so it's like, that's just the reality of it. And our parents are typically, or our guardians, whoever raised us, are typically our introduction to love or relationships, whether it be good or bad. I get what you're saying, and I agree with you. It's just not goals. It's not hashtag I mean, goals. That's all I'm saying. Sis, now that this I'm older it. and mature, I mean, it ain't goals. So why? Okay, this cute. is this is no, it's not. No, it's not. Definitely not. All I'm well, saying is, you. <laughs> that's, who cares? He tore his ACL, and she didn't get the career she wanted. So they wasn't balling. They ain't loving Wait. basketball. Wait. It used to be basketball. That's what it should be called. When he be like, out of all these girls, you the only one I know that's real. They, that's just some stuff he came up with in his head. I think that. I wish is, I would. You know what? If it was two lesbians, I probably would be all right with mm-hmm. it. Which but, is problematic. <laughs> so what? So problematic. We gonna move on. It's because it's a man, and you're like, oh <laughs> man, oh like that. It's just not. A, it's not appealing to me. That's all okay. I'm saying. But what? I guess. In what ways could you relate to the way they showed up for each other? I don't need to relate. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm not saying it in the <laughs> this please love the movie kind of way. No, I'm I, I get you... it. I can relate to her being tomboyish, you know, and her wanting to be herself. And the term tomboy. I can say whatever words I want to say. I can relate to her being tomboy. You looking at me like I lost my mind, okay? You did. Babe, I can use the word tomboyish. Feminist, say please amen. comment. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say it. That's what I used to be. And in some ways, I might, I could be, you know, consider myself that. In a way. Okay. Anyhow. Um, I can relate to her childhood activities and like her love for basketball and being around guys, but also not knowing how to socialize in a romantic way. And yeah. like that being kind of foreign or weird, you know, yeah. it, it just wasn't natural for her. I can relate to that and you know how she, and I can see why she liked him. Mm-hmm. I get that too. You know what I mean? Like I've liked guys like that. But at the same time, like how he had all those women around him, it's just kind of like, that's what you like? You know, that that would I can't I can relate very much to her. But my response would have been, oh, that's what you're looking for? Oh, let me keep it moving because I know I'm not that. You know, and that's that's where I differ with her. You know, it was still like she was still attracted to him. But to me, he really like those type of women and it's nothing wrong with that she didn't see it as oh well maybe i'm not for him because i don't fit into this group of women that he's looking for and and my only thing is he was looking for someone to look at him the way that those women did and Mm -hmm. she did not do that and that both of them i think that they acknowledged that but you know it just is what it is I think I can relate in the, I've seen my mom be one way in relationships, so I want to be completely different. And that different did not mean that it was healthy. And so, like, my mom was in, like, a long-term relationship for a long time. It did not equate to marry. My mom's married now, which is great, beautiful, what have you. But for me, it made me very cold when it came to men. 
like very very cold when it came to relationships because I watched my mom give her all in a sense mm. and I was like uh ooh it didn't like pan out for her and not that it had to pan out to marriage but it also didn't always pan out to respect either mm. and so it's like I when I see that movie I'm not someone who's like oh my god like this is what I want right. but I can see it and be like you know what I understand their why both of them especially as young black kids mm-hmm. when you're growing up especially they grew up a little bit more affluent so it's there's these different layers that go along with that that explains their why and sometimes and even going into our topic which is fighting fair like sometimes if we never understand why we do something we ain't never going to grow from it so it's like they they had to be a part, and you can talk about their history and all those things, but you can point to very direct reasons in their childhood as to why they were emulating those types of behaviors. And mm-hmm. that's just life, and everybody should do that. That's life. We know that I'm I'm such a pessimist when it comes. What would to be this. your love movie? Like, what's a movie? Like a love story? <laughs> that you sorry, have? I'm sorry. First of all, my first thought was The Sound of Music, which I know you've never I've seen. I've never seen that. Like, but that's a that's. To me, that's a beautiful... It's Granted, there are no black people in the movie. Get out of here. No, we need examples of black right. folks and how they love. Okay, so if I can name... Not Queen and Slim. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I haven't even seen that way. I can't stand the things that people are saying about it. So I, I'm not going to put myself through that. I used to really like Brown Sugar, which also has Sinai Lathan in it. Yeah, but that also... To me, because they were, it was the best friend thing. And, like, okay, so when I did date guys, and women, too, like, both, it would just be, like, I had this friend relationship with, with the partner. And it a lot of times, I think it did feel like a friends with benefits in a way, because it's like we would hang out, we would eat together, um, and, you know, we, we, we would be romantic with each other and intimate. That was a real cute way of saying it. Intimate, okay. you know, I'm, I'm just totally legit. Like anybody, anybody that I like really, really liked and spent time with, you know, for over a year, it we had that kind of vibe going. And um, I don't know the move now. Brown sugar, I like. I don't have a problem. Brown sugar, they're adults. That's the other thing with like um, what's that movie we just love watched? The thing with love and basketball is that they're a little bit, you know, they're younger. I think they're maybe early 20s, no more than like 25, even once they grow up at the end. So it's, I like brown sugar. They're friends, and I can I can get with that. That's cute. I mean, brown sugar is one of my favorites too, but love and basketball is so much. <laughs> now, guys. okay, I'll tell you, okay, okay, for real, for real, one that I really like and actually gets me excited all the time is Enemy of the State. Never watched that. You never saw... Maybe I did. Who's in it? Will Smith and Regina King. Oh, no, I don't... Now, think I like the that. both of them, but the thing about that movie is, like, and I like how she's thick. Like, they don't portray her as, like, this skinny, you know, woman. Like, sometimes we talk about dark-skinned women and how, like, in Hollywood, there has to be something else about her. Mm-hmm. To me, no. She's just a, a black woman. Mm-hmm. And she's not... I was going to say she's not angry, but she does get angry, and I, it really turns me on when she gets angry. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, let's just rate this R. No. Okay. <laughs> I can take that out. All I'm saying is, to. is she like, um, he's accused of cheating. Yeah. 
or somebody frames him at some point that he's cheating and she like goes off like she doesn't yet she doesn't throw anything or hit him but she's like i need you to leave and just the way her eyes look is just mm-hmm. really intense yeah um i like that movie you know cool we're gonna push forward because we'll never agree on movies also super <laughs> random um pursuit of happiness is on netflix right now and i almost watched it today but it literally makes me cry all the time even though it's like this really cute movie i cry when he's working so hard and then when they gotta like spend the night in the um the train station like i cry on those parts and i didn't have it in me to cry today so i finished malcolm x that is just um I don't even know. You what don't to cry say. on pursuit of happiness, babe. I couldn't stand that. Where movie. is your soul? I love Malcolm X, though. Who does your soul? Did sister? you like how he proposed? I did. I, was, what, I forget what did he say. I know they were on like, the payphone. Will you marry me? She said yes. <laughs> and he was like, "Did you hear what I said?" She was like, "Did you hear my answer?" <laughs> and then they like boom, 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 boom. Like I was like, "Yes, okay. At least we know what we want. Let's get it." We are talking about fighting fair and the dynamics that come along with the way we, I don't want to say argue, but disagree. Because like Mm -hmm. disagree is a prettier word than argue. So I'm going to use disagree. (laughs) Um, But before we get there, we need to talk about that vulnerability podcast because I feel like that's our most popular one. But that was the hardest one. People have said so many wonderful things about that episode and I agree with them. I do. It was, to me, it was a good episode because it was so authentic. Mm -hmm. It had depth to it. Um, And I think, like, we were really digging in, you know, quite a bit. And it was honest. And I think we, I think sometimes um, on social media and just, like, things and movies or whatever, it's kind of like people will show you the good part. It's like, oh, you know, this is the beginning and Mm -hmm. this is the end. But it's like, we're at, you know, our middle. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think that we're willing to, to talk about that and share that and, and just what it feels like on the inside. Yeah. So, um, I think another reason we kind of took a break after the vulnerability podcast, like we haven't been putting as many episodes, is because it's like, we had, that was some real work. Yeah. And it took some time. Not like we're done, but it's like, we definitely kept talking about it after the episode and Mm -hmm. then it's like we had a few bumps and then we reflected and i think with this episode we're just talking about fighting fear because it's like that's the you know sometimes that's the root of it but for the vulnerability when we tried to do an activity um (laughs) (laughs) we we love activities we started button heads and then we knew we needed to talk so I was like, okay, I'm going to come with my whiteboard and I'm going to ask Tamika what her expectations are and I'm going to tell her my expectations like around vulnerability and emotions because that's like, we kept clashing on that and it did not go well. I think we butted, we butted my heads first one, again. We couldn't like get past my first one. Yeah, Tamika wrote down what she needed and we couldn't move forward. Nope, we, we were, we had... Why couldn't we move forward? <sighs> I think because what I was saying in terms of what I needed was not being received well. But not in this bad way on you. It's just mm-hmm. like it wasn't being received well. And then the way you received it, I was like, um, actually, no, let's do this. Or let's, yeah. like, I was, it just, it, it didn't feel right. And I don't know if we rushed into it too much or what about it didn't feel right. I think sometimes it feels like um, we both 
Like there isn't enough room for both of our emotions. I feel like oh, we're yeah. both trying to express in ways that we normally don't. Yeah. And it's hard to acknowledge, you know, both sides. It's like I'm trying to say what I need and also embrace what Tamika needs. And sometimes it just it didn't feel like there was enough room for both. That's a really good point because I feel like like let's say if like you're having this like really bad day, like I know how to support you mm-hmm. most of the time. <laughs> if I'm having this really bad day, like, let's say I'm in tears or, like, my anxiety, like, you know how to support me, too. But when we both are at that point, that is true, that it's, like, it's hard. Yeah. Because I think we, and I I said something about centering myself or I need to be centered and what have you. And that it basic, well, that I needed to take up space sometimes. But it was, like, the way it was, the way it was broken down didn't, like, translate into what we're saying right now, even. Right, well, because sometimes, and I know that those are words that are used in kind of like a social justice realm, like, mm-hmm. you know, I did read it in an article, and I was just like, I was annoyed, because <laughs> you say it all the time, and I was reading something, and it was like, the I think it was about Queen and Slim, and it was like, it's centered on mm-hmm. a woman, da 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 and I was like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> and I think, like, in a relationship, sometimes, like, when you say it, I take it as, it's an all-about-me moment. And sometimes that's frustrating for me because it's like, well, there's two of us here. How in the world can you have an all about me moment in a relationship? It's kind of, you know, that sometimes that's kind of mind boggling for me. And I think that, granted, I think on all these things, we've, we've been coming more to like a midpoint. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think even going off of that, the way you just said that, the other day you were like, oh, I'm learning how to be a partner. So I think it goes, (laughs) I think it goes along those lines of like, if you, the way you were thinking about partnership before, and I say, Hey, I need an all about me moment. That doesn't sound like partnership, but I think like you have taken more of an initiative to like be a partner, just as you said. And I think that's, those are things that we don't always consider. It's like, do I know how to be a partner? What does it mean to me to be a partner? What does it mean to share? What does 50, 50 look like? Like what 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 does all these things mean? Don't let me forget, because I want to bring up roles after this. Mm-hmm. But I feel like one of the things that I was realizing lately about myself is, like, I know how to do the extremes. I know how to yeah. be alone, be in hermit mode, focus on myself, do what I need to do for me, and yeah. make something happen for me. And then it seemed like, okay, I'm doing that for me, and I also need to take in consideration of my partner. Like, what does that look like? How am I going to do what I need to do for me? And think about you because we're so different. And it's Mm -hmm. like, it may not really apply. Like what you need may not apply to what I need to do for myself. And then it's like, okay, I know how to fully support somebody. Like I'm talking about the other end of that spectrum is like, I know how to fully support someone and submit to whatever they kind of want. And that is more like codependency. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I've been on that side of the spectrum too. And I know that that's not the best thing for me. So it's like, I don't want to be completely selfish and I also don't want to be codependent. So after I was thinking about it, I was like, man, I really don't know how to be in the middle. I don't know what that looks like. And that feels weird. Either way, it feels like I'm either giving up, you know, too many pieces of myself or I'm not giving enough to my partner. And it is, that was so challenging. And I feel like, I don't know right now I'm just like in the middle mm-hmm. and I think like what that looks like is I'm kind of open to both and it, it is slower 
Like it, it, it requires me to take more time to consider things. Like before it was just like, oh, if it's all about me, then I, I really don't have to think about anything else except for what I want. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, it's different being in the middle because it, it kind of feels like things are up in the air in a way, but really is, I think it's just more of an ebb and flow. You know, it's like, it might go this way, it might go this way, it might go that way. But either way, I'm open to the possibilities. And if I'm teetering too much to one of the ends of the spectrum, I could just bring it back a little bit. And I think, like, you know, that's when we start talking about um, um, just having conversations. And to bring things, you know, you bring things back by having an honest conversation. And that's really been helpful when we've been taking the time to actually articulate to each other, hey, this is kind of where I am. This is where I see things going. What do you think? And that what do you think might feel, before it did feel cringe, cringing, because it's kind of like, well, I don't know what she's going to say. And I don't, that's why I don't want to bring it up. But um, yeah, being that, what do you think? And being secure in that space, like, I can handle it. No matter what she says, I can handle it. And 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 we can get through the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. You have that anything? was said beautifully. No. You wanted to talk about roles. I was going to say, okay, so I don't know. I, I haven't met anybody who, who talks about this. But I can be really obsessed with roles and labels. All like, the time. I can take it to the max. We talked about this in one of our podcasts. We may have, but it's been coming up a lot for me because it's like, I think lately, I, and maybe the thing is, is like I've been so much in the middle lately that I can't tell which one, which role I'm playing, which feels weird. It's just felt, it feels uncomfortable because it's like, I can't put myself in a box. And it's like, well, if I'm not, you know, doing all of the domesticated duties and I'm not, you know, the main breadwinner, then what am I really doing? Like, what, what, what is the goal? And I think, I don't know, that's just another way of looking at those spectrums. Yeah. Um, but just, again, like, being open, like, we've been having conversations about money and it's like, okay, well, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? And what's your plan? And what's your idea on this? And just, it's like, if it just feels like I'm a, a shapeshifter. You know what I mean? You know what a shapeshifter is? No. What it's, is that? It's kind of like, you know, in movies, like, where someone has a superpower and they can turn into anything? Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. You know, <laughs> I feel like I can be anything. You know what I mean? It just feels like a flow. Yeah. And it's interesting that you're always so obsessed with roles because I reject any type of role, title, anything. And so... I'm going to throw that into this conversation. But I feel like sometimes that leads to us having to have difficult conversations and us having to have challenging conversations. And it's not because I'm completely rejecting what you're saying. It's because what you're saying is something that I'm like totally against in any spectrum. Um, And I think it's also interesting to look at like what we both like the lived experiences, and I'm gonna say this all the time in this podcast because I love <laughs> lived experiences. They're beautiful to look at. Um, but our lived experiences that brought us here, mm-hmm. in terms of me rejecting roles, because I'm like, ugh, supremacy. Oh my god, blah blah blah. I mean, oppression, supremacy, all those things makes me hate any type of role. Um, mm-hmm. But then you, I feel like your upbringing was very like role specific, mm-hmm. and like you know what your role is, so then you're able to play it accordingly. You're able to master your role because you know your role. 
And I'm like, no, nah, I can play anyone I want, whenever day, it's fine. Like, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but when we talk about, like, fighting fair, like, what are our dynamics when it comes to disagreements? Like, what are our not... And that's one of the... So one of um, our listeners talked about fighting fair and, like, how to have a disagreement well. Um, but I really think with any partner or situation, you got to talk about your non-negotiables when it right. comes to disagreements. So what are some of your non-negotiables? I think that's the best play to... S- but pl- I think that's the best place to start mm-hmm. when you're talking about fighting fair. What's not okay? Yeah. Because, yeah, I don't even want to talk about how to fight fair. I'd rather talk about what you don't do. Yeah. And number one is hit below the belt. Like, I'm yeah. not taking any jabs at my partner because that is, it's kind of nasty, mm-hmm. you know? That's And I'm nasty in a way is like, not just mean, but it's like something is wrong with you. Yeah. If if I feel like I gotta say something to you that I know is gonna sting and that that I know is gonna hurt, I'm in the wrong energy. Like yeah. I'm I'm approaching things wrong, and we don't do that. First of all, it's unattractive, and I think that's the first place like that we both go to is like I don't really like anybody that has to say something to me that's meant to be hurtful. Yeah. Um, and that's meant to be, you know, malicious intention, um, intentionally. So that's the first thing. Yeah. Yelling is a no, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yelling. I'll talk about that in a minute, um, in terms of triggers, but yelling is, yeah. Right. Absolutely no. And I also like, one of the things with us is like, I always think about like staying on 10. Like if you're at a 10, I should not be staying at 10. And if, to me, that means that. You have to not take a loss, but you got to know when to be a partner in these arguments. So, like, let's say something you're hella passionate about. And I'm like, nah, I don't like it. But I know that this it started at the root of your passion or the root of your discomfort or the root of something that you experience. I feel like there's times when I'm like, you know what, let me bring it down. Let me, like, reset the conversation. And you've done it, too. We both. um, What do we call it? Bringing us back. Yeah, bringing us back. So we like we've definitely like practiced that. Bring it bring back. It. Bring it back. It's like you pulling you pulling I mean, the other person in. I thought you was gonna start twerking. You like pulling doing some hand <laughs> motion. I'm like, oh, okay, girl. But yeah, pulling your partner back into the conversation because when y'all both stay on ten, you ain't getting nowhere. You're you're yeah. fight. You're literally fighting now. You're not having a disagreement. You are fighting and you're trying to win. Mm-hmm. That's typically when you won't come down is when you're trying to win. So if Shanae is at a 10 because she real mm-hmm. passionate about this, I need to bring it back to an 8. Okay, Shanae brings it to a 9. I bring it to, like, you You keep going that way because right. at no point in no argument, disagreement, or no fight am I trying to win or yeah. win something over on you. And it's not that we don't yell or we don't ever get to the point. I think we have, like, a yelling, like, standard, though. Sorry. <laughs> it's um, okay. This is the first time we're wearing these mics, and I am so like, oh, let me move you're doing really good though. This time, before we, it was a whole fail. But anywho, um, what was I saying? I was gonna say it's not that we don't yell. It's just that like there might be you know twenty seconds of yelling, and then by then we know we're gonna bring it back. Yeah. Like if we're going a whole minute of somebody yelling, like that's too much. Yeah. And I think it's also like, am I yelling because? Excuse me. <clears throat> excuse me am I yelling and like it's this malice and like we don't really have those types of yelling like it's not like this like oh my god I hate like but even I if we did yelling? even if we did I remember like I was at work you know a couple like maybe a week or so ago and it's like 
you were really intense. And I was like, I, I can't, I can't talk to you right now. And then, um, we hung up the phone and then I called back five minutes. Right. You know and what I mean? Like, and so it's like, we tried to bring it back. And I think, <laughs> and then there was this other day where I was like pretty upset and I wasn't yelling, but I, I felt like I was like really trying to explain my point, you know, to make sure you got it. And yeah. you were so calm. And I was like, why are you so calm? <laughs> Like, what is happening right now? Why, why are you so calm? Yeah. And I don't know. It just really worked. And I was like, all right, I like it. It's good. But <laughs> you don't usually do that. So, okay, I'm going to try to calm down. But it yeah. made, it forced me to calm down mm-hmm. because you weren't matching my energy. Yeah. And it was like, well, I don't want to just um, sit here and be all intense by myself. I'm not going to do that. So then I calmed down. You know what I mean? She was looking a little silly. Like, but no, I, I think also like when it comes to the yelling part, like what are people, what are you saying when you're yelling? Are you trying to speak over me because you really need to get your feelings out? Or are you saying, I hate you that like, what is, that's so sad. I know like there's so, we don't do that part. I, the, I hate your part. Um, but I think that's the difference. It's, the and the yelling in general. But I think is what are you saying? Can I want to say because we were watching we were watching Jackson Family Values um, oh, yeah, yeah. on their Instagram, mm-hmm. and I thought it was pretty cool that she was talking about what she did wrong. She came on alive, mm-hmm. and she was talking about something that happened, and she was talking about you know what her husband did wrong, what she did wrong, and what other people you know what they did wrong, and it was like she was really admitting her fault, and that was like really vulnerable to me because it's like, yeah, this person has thousands of followers, um, and she's really uplifted and seen as this person that does all these great things when it comes to relationships and the way that she could talk to other people about relationships and just in sharing, but she's admitting where her faults, and she was like, I got nasty with those people, mm-hmm. I did this and I did that, and you know what, and it's like I really appreciate that honesty because it was realistic and she's not trying to paint a picture that she's like this perfect person but it's like yes these are my faults this is what I'm working on you can hold me accountable to it and I'm going to get better and as I get better I'm going to tell you what I did and that like you know that's what I really like just tell me what you did to get better so I can do it too and you know I want to share what I did so somebody else can do it and then you know really that's how the world just gets better that's that was real. That's how I feel. I don't know. That was real. I want to hear how people change and they grow. Yeah, for sure. And I think another thing, um, and going back to the yelling, like for me, I know yelling is a trigger because mm-hmm. of like my upbringing. Um, and so it's like, I think identifying your partner's triggers very early on is important, yeah. which takes vulnerability, which takes like these conversations, but those non-negotiables and those triggers when it comes to arguments, like yeah. for me, like physical hitting, pushing, whatever, like that's a no, like it's an absolute no for me. And so, but you knew that very early on. Like I talked about that very, very openly. Um, I talked about yelling very openly early on. And so it's like, before you can even fight fair or have a disagreement that's actually productive, you got to know those non-negotiables and those triggers. What? How does yelling trigger you? It means I'm fighting. I got to defend myself. It, what? It how do you... Me, go ahead. Well, what happens? How do you... Like, what... How does the trigger feel? It feels like anger. It feels like frustration. It feels like a wall goes up. Like, it's like, you're yelling at me? Am I a child? Like, I... It doesn't make me want to back down. It makes me want to defend myself. But, like, it really does feel like, okay, now that wall is up. And now I know this is actually my opponent now. So it puts me in that realm. 
Um, because it's like, well, you're not going to outdo me. You're not going to do this to me. You're not going to do that. And it's just like this whole defensiveness that goes up. And that energy is nasty. Like, it's real North Philly nasty. So, <laughs> therefore, <laughs> I know that, like, if there's yelling, I got to take it back. Like, I cannot um, be in a disagreement with my partner and yelling is just happening all the time. It just would not work for me at all. What? I kind of want to ask you, what are my triggers? Because I cannot remember them right now. Well, I'll say I don't like being backed into a corner. And I don't even know if I've identified this, like, aloud. But I think you call it that I don't want to be wrong. Um, You, you say that kind of often that I can't admit, like, when I'm wrong. Or mm-hmm. if you come to me and you try to tell me what I did, then usually I, I feel like that's a trigger. But, and it's not that, and I will say that, like, this is something that I think that, like, we're both currently working on. Like, we haven't figured this part out. But it's like, it's not that I can't be wrong, but I don't want blame to be put on me. And if I feel like I'm being blamed for something, then I want to explain how it's not my fault. No, y'all. If I tell Sinead she did one thing wrong, I got to tell her I did one and a half things wrong. So. But, <laughs> but you probably did, though. See, right? But anywho, I would say your triggers are, number one, yes, being backed in a corner, hitting below the belt. Um, if I bring in, like, if I'm, like, this hierarchy thing, like, if hierarchy, like, ever happens in an argument, or I'm, like, oh, you also don't like if you tell me something in confidence, then I bring it up in an argument, and then, like, your wall goes up, and it's, like, I'm going to shut down now because you oh, do like, something against me. Do you mean, like, if I told you something when I was vulnerable, yeah. and then in an argument you bring it up yeah. as, like, you Remember know, you a said, point? Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Why would you do it. that? <laughs> that? I mean, I had to learn the hard way. I had to learn the hard way. I'm not perfect. Um, but I would definitely say, like, proximity is something that I'm very mindful of. Oh, also, okay, so when we first started dating, and we would, like, we would argue all the time. Like, we argued a whole lot in the beginning. And then I would, like, she would shake her, like, your leg would shake, and I would touch it. And, like, I was like, oh, this is how I calm her down. Like, this is great. This is great. And then I remember one time I was like, can I touch you? And you were like, no. And I was like, oh. When did that change? Like, I had to, like, think about that because I think I used that so much, like, touching so much. Right. Um, and it wasn't anything, like, sexual or anything like that. It was just, like, it was me trying to physically say, like, I'm here. Like, this is who you're talking to. I'm here. Um, but I also noticed when that changed. And so now I always, like, ask, like, can I touch you? Um, mm-hmm. And if you say no, then it's fine. That means we still got some processing to do. Um, or also, um, I think proximity matters for me, even though it's not the question you asked. Um, cause sometimes I'll be like, can you come sit right here? Can you come up? Like you need to be closer. Like if I'm sitting on the bed and you sitting by the door and I'm like, all right, this ain't equal. Like, it's not like something that's, you know, um, a partnership. So yeah. I think that like with the touch thing, touch is my love language. Mm-hmm. And so I, for me, that's a good, um, way for me to tell like how things are going. You know, that, that, like, that's a good point. Like, I like touch when we're good. I probably don't when, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, arguing makes me, I'm so turned off, like, from everything. (laughs) And 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 the worst, but the worst, the argument, the less I want to be near the person. You know what I mean? Like, I want to get as far away as I can. Meanwhile, I'm like, come near me. That is so crazy. Do you feel like your love language relates to anything like with arguing and because you're, I think your mains are acts of service and um, words of affirmation. affirmation. Um, 
I don't think the words really, I would say, like, it would make me think that um, you would really be upset if, like, I said the wrong thing. Yeah. Like, that I would have to be really careful. I'd be listening to everything. With what I say. You said. But, yeah. yeah. I think also, though, like, going back to, like, the fighting fair thing, like, I think in the beginning of your relationship, anytime someone does something that you do not like, it's so important to call it out. Or call your partner into conversation. Like, let's say we're arguing and we started talking in Ju- July. We get into an argument in October or something like that. And it's our first argument. If that person raises their voice, if that person curses and you don't like it, if that person calls you a name or says something, like anything that triggers you that goes against your non-negotiables, like those types of things, I think people need to call out early because if it happened in October and you don't call it out until February, then Mm -hmm. it's like y'all have argued that way and now it's something different. And also, if those things change, you're allowed to have those things change. But in the beginning, I think it calls for vulnerability to be able to say it early, but it's also necessary to say it early because if, you know, you and I are together and I yell at you and I'm like, and you ain't say nothing, I'm like, well, that's how we're going to have arguments. We're going to yell. This is how it's going to work. Okay. Mm-hmm. But because very early we, like, set the tone, it's like, no, we don't do that in arguments. Like, you're mm-hmm. not being my partner right now because even if we are disagreeing, we're still partners at the end of the day. Right. So. I think walking out is a trigger for <laughs> I think it's for both of us, yeah. man. I don't know <laughs> who. At first, it was you. Tamika yes. would like we would mm-hmm. have a disagreement, and Tamika would like leave, leave my apartment Bye. and like just go home. Then she would call me like a half an hour later and talking about, "Yeah, come pick me up." And I'd be <laughs> like, "Girl, you could have just." After a while, I would just be like, "Don't leave. Just sit right there until you calm down." Because now I don't feel like coming out to get you. Like that don't yeah. make no sense. That was so big. But now I feel like I've been walking out more. It's like I want to go for a drive or to like the library or to Panera Bread. Um, but sis tried it this week and I was like, um, excuse me? No, we communicate. Um, I caught myself me? actually. No. I was no, at the no, door no. and I said, does this count as walking out? And you were like, yep. And so I stayed. The so way I, you just rolled your neck. I'm just saying. It's very much so me. It's fine. <laughs> But yeah, so we had to catch that this week. It was like, <laughs> but I mean, we, but we, that was one of the things we talked about. And like, that isn't a way to fight fair because it's basically like when you don't like the energy at a certain point, then yeah. it's like, you want to pull away, but that's not really helpful. It's not. I think if you both agree that like, okay, first of all, we live in a studio. So like, it ain't many rooms to go to. So I'm here for that. Like I'm, if we need space or something like that makes sense. If we both agree like, hey, I'm going to go run this errand so we both can have some time. That's one thing. No, but yeah. if one person agrees or in their <laughs> mind make it up, like, hey, I'm going to I think what this. usually happens is yeah. we both tell our points of view. We know we don't agree and we're tired of repeating ourselves. So it gets really, really, really quiet. And then it's like, oh, I have to find something else to do. So I'm like, I can go to the library. But technically, that that's kind of what. Oh, it is walking out. That's why I had to. But then it's like I have to stay here, and then it's like, well, we're just gonna repeat the same argument that we had. But that's okay because then I can sit here until we come up with something new. No, we figured it out. Did we figure it out? Well, I'm sure we did. We're still talking to each other. (laughs) You know what I mean? But I don't. (laughs) I don't know. You know, the next time I feel like walking out, I think I'm just gonna like be like, hey, you know. 
we got to come up with something different. Yeah. That's been my new thing is that, you know, like the last couple of times we couldn't really agree. I've been saying, well, you know, I'm not breaking up with you. I'm not leaving you. So I'm sure we're going to figure it out. Yeah. And then I just went on about my day and that felt really good. You know, I haven't, I'm usually not the one that, that says things like nope. that. But for me to get to that point is like, well, I know I want to be with you. I know that I love you. I don't know how to fix what's going on right now, but I'm sure if we keep talking, we'll figure it out. So, you know, I'm going to work. I'll see you later. I love you. And like, that feels really good. Yeah. I think, I think it depends because a lot of times we disagree because we're stubborn and we just like, if it's an emotional disagreement, like you felt like your feelings was hurt and I am not acknowledging it. That's one type of conversation. And I think those are sometimes the e- sometimes the easier disagreements for us to have. But if it's like something petty where we're just really not clicking because we're both stubborn, because we're both Virgos, because we're both like low-key arrogant sometimes, then I think those tend to fester on longer. Because we're just like, we're being jerks and we know it. And it's just... I don't know that it's that. Sometimes it's pure miscommunication. There have been several times where you thought that I was saying something that I wasn't. And then underlying. And then we had a whole argument and did not understand each other. And then we get to some point and we're like, you thought what? You no, that's not what I meant. Oh, really? Ha ha ha. You know, that's that's not what happened. Oh, I'm so sorry. And then we're fine, but it's like to me that comes from talking to you know too fast. Both of us tend to talk talk fast and then we hold on to what we thought the person said. And it's like that clear communication really um I think is also another thing is I talk in tangents all the time. And Shanae will be done after my first I can't sentence. stand anybody after who talks in a tangent. Sentence, she can't. It's, I'm so sorry. I, I, feel, I feel better because you said it about somebody recently. And I right like, oh, now, I'm working with someone and they legit, I will ask a very direct, specific question and they will give me a paragraph that does not answer my question. That's and my for life. the life of me, I don't understand why people don't listen to the question and then respond. But before I can even get the question out, this person is like, you know, telling me the the process from start to finish. And it's like, no, just answer the question. Yeah. I think also um, going to the question that one of the folks had, they said um, how to establish strong communication in the beginning. I think we talked about it already, but um, what did we do to establish strong communication? Do we have strong communication? <laughs> I just said, like this one time we had an argument. My face right now. <laughs> Listen, we went to two different stores, right? And something happened at one of the stores that I didn't like. Tamika was responding about the first store when I was talking about the second store. And we had, I think, an hour-long argument about it until we finally realized, I said, no, that was a man. The man said such and such. And Tamika goes, no, that was a woman. The woman said such and such. And I was like, which store are you talking about? And she says, I'm talking about Best Buy. I said, no, I'm talking about the Verizon store. And then we were just like, oh. So I don't know if we have the best communication. I think, girl, you're going to be sleeping on some blow-up. <laughs> All I'm saying <laughs> I think that we establish norms in the beginning, which help us to continue to develop our communication. Um, I'm blaming my 
my mom on my lack of communication skills right now, so I don't care. But I think in order to establish strong communication, and I mean, even to be able to communicate disagreements, we communicate them often because we feel comfortable enough to do it. Mm-hmm. But I think to do that, you just have to establish things in the beginning. Like, what are your, again, your non-negotiables? What do you like? What Like, Shanae loves when I repeat what she says, <laughs> which means I got to listen to what she says. Like, but I know that about you. Like, if you tell me yeah. something, it happened today. She was like, I told you about my day. You ain't say nothing. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, but I think so. Okay. Just to like categorize what we're saying, something like, if Tamika says something to me, like you explain how you feel, then if I just say, oh, what I hear you saying is da 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 and then you say yes or no, that's establishing that, that I heard you correctly. You know what I mean? And if I don't do that and I just respond, I, you, I don't really give you the opportunity to know that um, I heard you and I understand what you're saying. And so sometimes at, at, in the middle of a conversation, I might say, do you really understand what I'm saying? She'll do you say really get what I'm saying? Times. Excuse me. And sometimes you I do, sometimes it, you don't. And if I repeat it and she don't feel like I'm using the right words, we sit on it. Right. And I think that that's very helpful to me that that's, we need, you need to be talking about the same things with somebody. Have, I mean, like, what times have you had a conversation with somebody and you guys didn't have clear communication? All the time with you, Shanae. To me, good. Since you said we don't have strong communication. I'm in my feelings now, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but I get it. I get what you mean. I think also in the beginning, like, we used a lot of tools. Like, we started, like, I wrote emails because I'm a words person. I... I'm a um, self-proclaimed amazing poet. No, I'm kidding. No, she really is. I'm sitting here smiling because we'll have a really harsh, hard argument. No, I'll say one time I was like, I was crossing boundaries and Tamika wrote me this email and it said, I apologize for ever letting you think that you could do this, 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 this to me. And it was the sexiest thing. I said, dang. I like I got my stuff together real fast because <laughs> and to me that being direct like I, I like categorizing things like that's that's going to create good communication if you can directly say what you want why you want it when you want it and how you want it the person can't be confused you know yeah. unless they're doing it on purpose yeah but when you're clear about what you're really saying and you can be direct and that requires you to know yourself and be in touch with your own feelings and emotions. Mm-hmm. But when you got to that point, then I had the opportunity to make a choice because you cleared it up for me. It's either this or it's that. And you're going to pick one. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, you know, I want to be with you. And it, nothing else mattered after that. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's really good communication. Yeah. And now I'll say this. What if, I didn't make my answer clear to you. It, you, but okay. <laughs> Let me just—I'll say it this way: if I was, if I was Tamika, and I was really clear with with Tamika, and then she didn't really say either way, I would ask a question, and that's a part of good communication too. I would ask, "What do you think about what I said?" And I say that too because I want to know. Sometimes Tamika doesn't answer my questions, or she don't really respond like she did today. And I say, "What do you think?" 
And then she has to answer. If she don't answer, then I know it's a problem. Like, and I'm, I don't trust people for the most part. And you trust me, sis? I trust you because uh, you answer questions. But I've been with people and I know that they never answered my question. I've been asked them 50 times and they never answered me. And that's a problem. We don't have good communication. If you can't answer the question I ask you, that okay. doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? That you hiding something. That's evasive. I don't like it. Girl, that whole tangent was hilarious. <laughs> they also use communication cards, um, which can be available and purchased, blah, 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 all that fun stuff. But um, we created communication cards, which assist us with starting the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the cool thing about the cards, and other couples have used it, which is really, really fun. It is. But, um, Even guys, like yeah. heteros. Yeah, and they actually like it. They, which is, like, <laughs> surprising. But, um, yeah. But we used the communication cards when we were stuck. In the beginning, it was because we were stuck on something. And we couldn't get over the disagreement, what have you. But then we started using them when we were fine. Mm-hmm. And I think that was also important, too. There's never been a time, I don't think there's ever been a time where, like, where one we of us was enjoy like, it. yeah, where one of us was like, I want to do it, and another person was like, no. Like, yeah. it's something that we know, it brings us together, and that's what we're going to do. We also were randomly, like, I remember at our last place, we were sitting on the bed, and I was like, I want to talk, but I don't know what to talk about. And then I just put all these random, like, questions in the hand, and we did it that way. Right. But I think the times when we can communicate without disagreement or there's nothing wrong and we can communicate, I think those are also fun times where we just get to learn each other. Yeah. Is that something that we, t- I don't know if we talked about that or, or not what? in an episode about how, like, you recently went to therapy because we were having a, a hard time with oh. the vulnerability and she had kind of mentioned that to you again, like, Hey, you know, bring up some things when it's not a difficult, difficult mm-hmm. conversation. And you have been doing that. I forget when you did it, but it was, I was, was like, my helpful. therapist said now's a good time for us to talk. I don't think she needed me to quote her, <laughs> but <laughs> I did it anyway. So yeah, I did go to therapy and she, it made sense. She was like, when it's not as intense, when nothing's going on, she's like, if you're watching your favorite show or something and you want to pause it and have a conversation, I think your partner has to be open to it because it could be seen as nagging. That's the one thing I did know. Like if I, when nothing's wrong, I'm like, Hey, remember this? Can we talk about this? Like, I think sometimes that can be seen as nagging depending on the partner. Yeah. However, I don't think I've done it in a nagging way. Cause well, we like to talk. To me, so I, I don't, you might get more annoyed than I would. I like to have those kind of conversations. Um, not that you don't, but sometimes you Look, don't. Always how she, sometimes you don't want to talk to me. Podcast, we realize I get more upset about things apparently, and we don't have strong communication. I just had a crabby day, and that's why I said all that stuff. I'm sorry. Are you though? No, not really. Okay, <laughs> you're entitled to it. You're totally entitled to it. Keep me on my toes. It's fine, and I will do better tomorrow. You said you like a challenge. That's what I heard. Girl, you are a huge challenge, but I've accepted it. I have accepted it. I've stepped into the ring. I'm like, I'm here. We got this. Ooh, it's going to be great. I feel the same way. I feel the same way. You're cute. You are hard enough to crack. Word. But anywho, um, I think that wraps up a whole lot of stuff that we've talked about. Um, That's almost an hour, right? Probably 45 minutes. Okay, cool. 
Um, we did post um, a little while ago asking for questions. Um, if you hear this tomorrow and it's too late to respond to that post, just message us if you have questions. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're always willing to answer them. If you have a topic you want to hear, let us know. Um, and we will hopefully be recording again this week. And so maybe we can produce two this week and be really, really great at it. You think, I think we're going to try to have one episode at the very least every two weeks. For the most part, I think we're going to try to have one once a week. Yo, she made that up in her head. <laughs> That's your name. She said it yesterday and I never confirmed it. So it's all made up. So we will decide and we'll let y'all know uh, what we're going to do in terms of That episodes. means we're going to have one once a week. There we go. And you heard it here a lot, people. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy your weeks. It's now Monday. You'll probably hear this Tuesday, but enjoy your weeks. Be amazing. We love you guys. Thanks yes, for all yes, the yes. love. We really Thanks appreciate that. <laughs>